Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast, and this is NBA Check-In. What's up, everyone? Here at Game 2 of the NBA Finals, the Golden State Warriors versus the Boston Celtics. I didn't record Game 1, but Nez was at work, recorded with a few co-workers. Uh, the absolute collapse, what I call one of the worst games in Warriors history. That is absolutely unacceptable. We just absolutely collapsed. Up 12 going into the corner, we lost the game by, what, 15 or something like that? It was a complete... Like, they went, like, basically on a 30-point run, basically. Um, But thankfully, uh, in what I considered uh, one of the biggest must-wins, the game is still coming to a finish. Uh, Moody in the game just got a dunk. Awesome to see. Uh, As of recording right now, 2.37 to go in the fourth quarter. It's 104 the Celtics just scored, so 82, 104-82 with 2.30 to go in this one. We're at the point now... uh, Backups have been in a while. The Celtics have backups have been in for a little more of a while, trying to spark things, of which they did a little. Uh, Kaminga's finally in the game. I've been wanting to see them. I've been wanting them to try him even earlier, just to see what he can do. Pool for three. Good. Pool had a great game, a bounce-back game. He had a terrible game one, and he's bounced back. He had the most insane shot to end the third quarter. He had a drop-off to Loon. And then he hit a three, and then as time expired, oh, from almost half court, he hit a three. It was an awesome moment. The whole crowd stood up. Everybody outside stood up, and uh, he's, like, walking, looking at the crowd, and stuff comes over, just in amazement, gives him a hug. Ah! Uh, Warriors turn the ball over 107 82, 130 to go. But yeah, backups in. Uh, like I mentioned a minute ago, I want to see Kaminga in earlier. If he is truly a uh, part of the future of the team, give him a minute or two early in important minutes. Let's see what he can do. I know there were moments in the Memphis series when you tried it and he got cooked. I feel like they didn't give him enough time in the Mavericks series, and I'd really love to see it here. This is the most important basketball you can get, so I'm just saying why not in the second quarter give him a minute or two. So uh, with a minute to go, Poole's still in the game, which he's a starter. He really shouldn't still even be in here, honestly. But uh, Poole, step back three, he's hit. That should have been a foul, but the game is basically over, so they didn't call it. Uh, Celtics go down the other way. Uh, 45 seconds to go. These are deep bench uh, uh, Celtics too. I'm not sure I'm even 100% familiar with all these names. These are like complete into the bench Celtics. I think Nis- Nick Stoskis is out there. Juan T drive to the basket. Back out to Damian Lee for three. Oh, it was almost good. Uh, game's about to end. 24 seconds to go. 107 85. Number eight for the Celtics with a bank three. To make it 107-88 with 18 seconds to go. This will be the final possession of the game. The final score will be 107-88 as the Warriors dribble the ball out. What's crazy is a stat I just saw about Tatum. He had a actually really impressive first half. He had like five threes, but I heard uh, plus-minus wise he just had the worst game in the play-by-play era, which is hard to believe. Uh, Warriors made a little bit of history too. 
Uh, final buzzer, and the series is tied 1-1 now. Thankfully, thankfully, it would have been a death sentence to go down 0-2 going back to Boston. Even getting one there would have been 3-1. And uh, as we know, as Warriors fans, there's only one ever uh, 3-1 comeback in the finals, and that was the Cavaliers doing it to the Warriors in 2016. So uh, highly unlikely to be able to come back from that. But uh, 1-1 now. Uh, Boston can't feel too bad about themselves. They made this a game for the first half, and uh, I was really worried about the way things were looking. Uh, Warriors seemed to be shooting themselves really in the foot uh, with not closing out on defense, some of their assignments, and I was really concerned. Uh, It seemed like they just kept letting the Celts back in the game and uh, hated to see it. Uh, Steph was on. Steph does what he did. if the Warriors win this, he would uh, be finally in line to get a finals MVP after Andre got the 2015 one and then KD got the 17 and 18 finals MVPs. So uh, something Steph really uh, would like to add to his resume, I know, as fans would love to see that. Uh, what's crazy, though, is like, man, we could we seriously should be uh, two up now, two up now two games to nothing going to Boston. Um, the thing is, you got to respect this team. Like, they got the offense. They got the defense. They got the height. Uh, you see it when they bring it to you. And they were hitting. They could not miss in game one in that fourth quarter. They literally shot over 90%. Uh, most of those from three. Just insanity. Uh, like never seen before. Uh, Warriors 5-0 and record after losing the first game in a series. So they know how to bounce back, and they did. Thankfully, they did. Uh, they're showing a replay now of the first play of the game where uh, Draymond uh, brought the energy, brought the hustle, and on the first play of the game, uh, Horford tried to swing through and Dre grabbed the ball right away. And then from then on, they're showing it right now, the intensity. He was going at Jalen Brown he has an altercation with. Thankfully, it wasn't a technical and he didn't throw it out. He was going at Grant Williams. He was even going at Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's so mild-mannered, but uh, Tatum got so frustrated uh, just on inbounds, he fouled Dre pretty much for no reason, just out of frustration. But, uh, yeah, here we are. Uh, like I said, Clay could not have been colder in this one. Uh, shot. Uh, I had the stats up here a second ago. It, uh, oh. Oh, oh, trying to pull the box score up, make sure I'm still with you here. I am. Okay, good. Uh, the box score, yeah, Clay. Well, I don't know if he's ever had a worse game. Uh, obviously, in a worse game that mattered as much as this did. did uh, four for 19 in 30 minutes, only one for eight from three, three rebounds, one assist, 11 points. Um, but yeah, thankfully, Steph, uh, nine for 21, five threes, six rebounds, four assists, 29 points. Uh, and then it was across the board. We got uh, 12 from the legend of Loon, Kavon Looney, doing what he does. Uh, love his energy, love how he's just there. Uh, seven rebounds for Looney. Wiggins, doing the small things. Didn't have a crazy night, only four for 12, but uh, made it count with two threes, six rebounds. Um, Wiggins has been quietly solid. Uh, Dre was only two for three, uh, nine points. Solid, though, five rebounds. Everything he does is in the intangibles, though. 
Jordan Poole, after a bad uh, first game, he was 6 for 14, uh, 5 for 9 from 3, 17 points. We needed it bad. We need him. Uh, Otto with a 3. That's all he gave us tonight, but it was good to see uh, him give us that. I think the most shocking thing as a Warriors fan was to see how many minutes they gave uh, Nemanja Bialica. 11. He ended up 3 for 4 with 6 points. Uh, played okay defense on Tatum, but I was always very nervous about it and thought... That's that's a moment where I'm like, he can get cooked. And like, I know that uh, as a 19-year-old, uh, Kaminga is capable of being cooked too. But I also know as athletic as he is, why not give him a shot? We know Nemanja's speed. We know Kaminga's speed. Like, give him a shot. Just see what he can do. I'd love to see that like uh, mid-first, early second quarter. I'd love to see what Kaminga could do. So... Um, you don't want to mess around. I get it. This is the finals, but, uh, I mean, you're throwing, you threw Andre out there game one. You're throwing Nemanja out here game two. Um, I don't know. I just like to see, I just like to see, uh, Kaminga being, brings an athleticism that, uh, we really don't have on the team. Another, uh, person I haven't mentioned yet that, uh, definitely deserves a lot of credit. Uh, the heart he brings, the hustle, an efficient three for three, uh, seven points, three rebounds, three assists, and so much hustle, so much heart. Uh, Gary Payton, uh, the second son of the glove. He uh, was available for game one and for some reason didn't play. We played Andre, who's now out with uh, knee inflammation, but uh, we did play uh, Peyton this time, and he made a difference. He was definitely uh, keying in. There was one sequence especially, I loved it, where uh, you're always trying to switch on defense. You're always trying to pick up a better matchup, and uh, on Tatum... We had uh, Gary Payton, and then they tried to go for the switch, and it ended up being Dre that switched on to him. So it was like one defensive punch to another, and Dre completely stopped him. There was another play where Dre uh, was all over Brown, stopped him, cooled them off a little. Uh, let me give you a little bit of the Celtic stats. Uh, obviously, these guys are going to get what they're going to get. Uh, Tatum was 8 for 19, 28 points. That's why it's hard to take too much stock in the... Uh, plus minus thing. I know he may have like lost his uh, matchup and that cost him and he had turnovers and that cost him in the plus minus. But uh, you can't be mad at eight for 19, six for nine from three, six rebounds, three assists, 28 points. That's why when plus minus can definitely get a little deceiving. Uh, Like I said, he obviously, you know, had some turnovers too, which cost him. Uh, Al Horford came back down to earth after having one of the games of his life in game one in that storming back fourth quarter. But Horford was only one for four in this one. Uh, he did have eight rebounds. Marcus Smart was only one for six. He came back to earth. He was 0 for three from three. Only two points for Marcus Smart. That really cost them. Jalen Brown, an inefficient uh, five for 17. He was three for nine from three. Six points, uh, or no, uh, six rebounds, 17 points. And um, Derek White, another guy who was scorching in game one. He was only four for 13, two for four from three, 12 points. So they did come back down to earth after game one. Draymond was looking at the box score, and I remember he pointed out uh, how many points, how many threes they got from Smart, uh, Horford, and Derek White, and he's like, we'll be fine. 
we'll be fine. If those guys got that much, like, we'll be fine. And um, I feel obviously a whole lot better now because guys I trust, guys I listen to, uh, especially the mismatch, uh, guys over on No Dunks, uh, also on the Ringer NBA show, Chris Ryan, um, people's who opinion I do take seriously. So a lot of these uh, commentators, especially, you know, uh, ESPN's most famous guy, Stephen A. It's hard to take these guys, those guys too, ever too seriously, but guys, I really uh, value their opinion, um, especially my guys on the mismatch, uh, Kevin O'Connor and uh, Chris Vernon. Obviously, uh, Vernon is a lifelong Grizzlies fan, Memphis guy, and uh, Vernon, he or uh, O'Connor, he grew up in the Boston area as a Celtics fan. So as much as he tries to play the I'm just a media, I take no sides type thing, like it's just so clear that like obviously in his heart of hearts uh, he's going to be happy with uh, the Celtics doing well. So uh but yeah, they raised some some big concerns the fact that uh, like nobody else really has um the Warriors usually have their classic third quarters, the avalanche, the runs. And usually that's when the other team just like rolls over. Like it's over for us. Uh, think about the Nuggets series. Think about the Grizzlies series. Think about the Mavs series. Once it gets going, you're not coming back. And the Celtics actually did come back in game one. They took that punch and they responded. They took every punch and responded throughout that game. Every time the Warriors built a lead, they'd come back. they push it to 12, they took it back to nine, down to six, and so on. That did happen this game too, but then the flurries became too much and uh, we overwhelmed them. For a minute there, uh, they did cut it back to a six-point game, and I'm like, oh my god, is this a replay of game one? Like, this is a danger zone. I think that was the time when Otto Porter hit the three and pushed it back to nine and then I think we got some free throws got it back to ten um, and then eventually like then then the avalanche was truly on we started to push it hit a couple threes the Jordan Poole threes at the end of the third uh, another six points to pile on the lead and then uh, we pushed it to almost 30 we we're up 29 at one point so uh yeah thank god because uh, yeah like I, I I'm telling you about these points uh that they made honest points and, and not just mismatch, but like I said, these other shows like the Celtics uh, are a really well-rounded team. They both have the offense and the defense. They have a lot of size. They got a lot of big guys to throw at you. Grant Williams, Robert Williams, Al Horford, you know, Tatum's pretty big. Jalen Brown has a lot of mass to him. Uh, Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. They got a lot to throw at you. And uh, if they're hitting their threes, like in game one, like everybody was hitting them, like not just Derek White, not just Al Horford, but like Peyton Pritchard was hitting threes for them. So uh, they didn't have a good Tatum game, game one. They still like buried us in the fourth, but uh, it's a series now. Uh, Obviously, just like game one, both teams are going to learn from this. And now you have the Boston crowd to deal with. And obviously, I love the Bay Area. I love my team. Uh, obviously, um, it would be even more awesome if we had stayed in Oakland. They would have built a new stadium for us in Oakland. But we are in San Francisco now. But we are the Golden State Warriors. When we first moved from Philadelphia, we played all over uh, California. We played in San Francisco at the Cow Palace, but we also played other places too. So 
that's why we are the Golden State Warriors and not the San Francisco Warriors, not the Oakland. We weren't the Oakland Warriors. We're the Golden State Warriors because, you know, so to represent for all. So uh, I know the Nez isn't with it. If it's not Oakland, he's not with it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here soon. These check-ins are uh, nice to get in here at 15 minutes. But before I go, I uh, uh, loved having my daughter Jade watch these first two games with me. Obviously, the first one didn't go our way, but the second one did. Uh, had a lot of fun. Obviously, uh, she had she saw me going through a lot of concerns in the first half. You know, I'm 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 going through it. These uh, this this is meaningful to me. Uh, Warriors are my lifelong team, and uh, you only have so many chances at this. Uh, I I brought it up in, in when we were watching early in the game that uh, just look at the Spurs. The Spurs are a world class organization. They had a dynasty, and when it's over, it can be over. Um, you know, they had Duncan left, uh, Ginobili left, uh, or both retired. Uh, Parker went to the Hornets for a season, uh, and then eventually uh, Kawhi uh, was traded. And, uh, you know, they've been down since. They've been, you know, as competitive as you can be. Like, you can't deny uh, Pavovich's coaching that with the team they've had, they've been able to compete. But when your dynasty run is over, it can be over, and you don't know when you're going to get back. Uh, it was 40 years that the Warriors waited between 1975 and 2015 to uh, go to the finals, to uh, have a chance at a championship, and we got it. Uh, but yeah, 40 years. So I take this very seriously, and uh, yeah, obviously, you know, I'm up and down with it, but uh, this is meaningful, and this would have been killer to go down 0-2. It would have basically been series overs. But uh, yeah, what did you think of uh, the games, both game one, game two? Any thoughts? Game one was weird because I kind of knew that it, in the nicest way possible, it turned out to be trash, which was sad. Um, but yeah, I was hoping they would turn game two around, which I was trying to tell you to have hope for, which I love you, but have more hope on your team, please. Well, like I was just saying, I do have hope. But I also watch the game a lot, and when people that I trust point out things, and then I see it come, like, I watch the game, you can see it coming true, and you're like, oh no, like, you, you can see the game, and you can see how things are developing, and <laughs> when you see the wide open shots come, and they hit the wide open shots, and you're like, "Oh my god, we were just that's, talking about that's this." That's true, but also the first quarter may have been started off shaky, but they did go hella good the rest of the game, and they won. So that's all I'm saying is to not is you know you know what I'm. Anyway, I had a really good fun time watching the game. Pool was amazing. Probably my favorite part were those two back to back crazy shots. Um, one of my weird things that I like doing that keeps me interested in basketball is um the players' basketball shoes. And I always like spotting the colorful ones because um, I love color. And uh, Poole had some really nice pink ones on. Clay had his signature like blue ones that look like the ocean. And they're super pretty and I want them, but they're so expensive. So anyone want to give me shoes? That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Venmo me, you know? Anyway, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't have to do that. Anyway, um, yeah. So hopefully the rest of the series goes good. And yeah, you might be doing more. So cheers. Yep. Uh, just like the distance between from game one to game two, we had to wait from Thursday to it's now Sunday. We're recording this. We got another little bit of a wait for game three. We got all of Monday, all of Tuesday, and then Wednesday evening. 
I think uh, 6 p.m., I think, is uh, game time for Game 3. Thankfully, uh, I thought we'd have to wait to the, for the weekend again for uh, Game 4, but no, uh, Game 4 is on Friday, so we've only got a one-day wait then. But uh, like I was hinting at a second before, uh, the Boston crowd is notorious for being uh, engaged in the game. It's a lively crowd, a lot of uh, lifelong family decades-long season ticket ownership, and um, these are fans that can get real crazy sometimes even, you know, with the, the, they get curse chants going, which is crazy, because I know, uh, obviously, the broadcasters can't be too happy, especially when this is airing on uh, ABC and whatnot, but uh, they've been known to do it, Uh, they've been known to do it often, so uh, I expect uh, a very hostile crowd, and we'll see. It should make for an entertaining series. Uh, One last thing I do want to mention, too, before I go is uh, I had a chance to visit Thrive City, uh, the shopping area that is at uh, Chase Arena in the Warriors, uh, just last weekend, and... I ran into another fellow fan who was nice enough to give me his parking pass as he was leaving. So uh, I asked him, because at that point uh, we were waiting for uh, the winner of Boston-Miami, who you want to see. And he actually did say he wanted the Celtics because it would be a more fun and interesting series. Uh, while that may be true, I think uh, Miami would be an infinitely a, a more beatable team just because of their... Uh, offensive outages that they seem to struggle with. Uh, They obviously are a very uh, tenacious uh, defensive team, too, but uh, I think in the long run, uh, the Celtics are way more balanced and, uh, you know, but they're obviously vulnerable to have up and down games. They went seven against Milwaukee. They went seven against the Heat, and uh, I know... For the most part, it seems like in media, a lot of people uh, predicted this to go six or seven. Um, in my opinion, if you want to pick the Celtics, you've got to say Celtics in six because that it would be that game six would be in Boston, and you'd want them to close there. It's interesting to me to see people, even including uh, my guy Kevin O'Connor, picked the Celtics to win in seven, which to me that you're saying the series is tied three three. And the Celtics are going to win a winner-take-all in the Bay? Like, I don't know. Like, obviously, they won game one. They can do that. But I just think, if you think Boston's going to win, I think you got to say they're going to win in six. Not that they can't win in seven. They won uh, in Miami in seven after losing game six when they could have closed out at home. So, anyways... Uh, Yeah, going to cut it there, but thanks for listening, and thanks for listening to uh, Nez's Game 1 recap. Obviously, as he would say himself, he's not a diehard hoophead like I am, but uh, glad he was able to step in in Game 1 and uh, talk to a few of his co-workers about the the mess of a Game 1. I was... uh, I was in a bad mood. It just wasn't worth uh, recording and getting on and just whining about everything. Uh, you heard enough of my what I my complaints were on game one here. So um, hopefully uh, Warriors uh, can steal game three and uh, steal back home court. It would basically be trading games one and game three. And uh, Celtics couldn't even be too mad about that because uh, they would still have a game. So, uh, But yeah, I really want to... Uh, Game three, obviously, uh, like I said, a lot of time now. 
Uh, it's Sunday. Game three is not till Wednesday. So, um, if it's not an absolute uh, beatdown, I guess I will be back for game three. Um, all right, maybe even it is, maybe I will. We'll just see how I feel. But uh, anyways, I will let you go before I uh, let you go. Let uh, Jade say bye. <laughs> bye. All right, till next time. Have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society.